0: The following program is rated T V M A L. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. What's good? This your boy Kenneth Stones AK Coffee Weast and what have for the Dirty Hills, man. You already know what it is. I'm here to say what up to off the top rope, man. Make sure y'all go follow, like, and subscribe, man. Make sure y'all go look into all these stuff, man. Y'all like wrestling, man. Y'all already know what it is, man. Shout out to my son Blackheart out over there, man. Off the top rope. You are dirty hills approved.
1: At Blow Valentine made a big mistake. She took my belt from me. I mean, I built that belt with my own 2,000 tiny hands. And as the creator of that belt, I deserve it. She doesn't even respect it. She thinks that belt is a waste. She thinks she's above trash. Well, guess what, Valentine? I'm gonna throw you out. I mean, that all was last year. That was 2019. This is 2020, year of the rat. And if you think that for a second you can win, even when the stars have aligned specifically for my revenge, I mean, (laughs) with Cheryl there, you won't even know what hit you. So I'll see you at Nether Regionals, at once, at seven.
0: What's going on, ladies I and mean, gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho, boss Don Bick and Bell, our Off the Top Ropes podcast. Yes, I said ropes. Plural, not singular, folks. Needless to say, you know what I'm saying? We're here. It's another after dark, you know what I'm saying? But before we even get into it, man, I just want to give a shout out to all the fans and supporters, everyone that's been rocking with us, that's been supporting us, buying the merchandise, hitting the views, the plays, the whole nine yards. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the ball of my heart. Man, we're grinding, we just trying to do our thing and having fun doing it. But needless to say, y'all know where to find us? Well, I'm going to tell you right here, right now. Follow us on YouTube, follow us on Anchor, follow us on Google, follow us on Rio Public. follow us on, on Breaker, follow us on Spotify, follow us on Podbean, Audio, and once in a while, we'll go live on Spotify Green Room. so you might never know when we're going to pop up in there, but also... Follow us on the Facebook groups, Twitter, Instagram, Off the Top Roads Podcast. Put that thing in the search bar. You see the logo. You see the new mafia icon that I just uh, posted up a couple of days ago. So you know what we're going towards next. But needless to say, man, today tonight's special guest. <laughs> oh, man. It's just so coincidental how we came together for this episode. It was because of one person, and that's our, our fellow Brethren uh wise one here of OTTR as well had ranged someone wearing this similar shirt. And someone had told him about a wrestler that they knew that you know was a wrestler and maybe they want to come on. So he told me about it. I might shoot great shoot, send them my way. And you know, and here we are right here right now. But needless to say, let's give it up for oh man, the rat king. The rat king is in the house.
1: It's good to be here. Holy shit!
0: First and foremost, um, did anyone ever told you like it's like a little pump mixing with an Enzo Amore? <laughs> when it comes to your your set, I mean, what someone saying when it comes to your gimmick, your background, just everything that you do. It just from what from what I, for what I understood, I was like, he's definitely that a boy in person. So you can definitely tell off rip but he has his own his own character that he definitely created himself. And you can definitely tell that this is all you right here. No one else is coming. This is all you bringing to the forum and then here we are. How did the Rat King, how did the Rat King given come about for you? Or is that really just, you know, the lifestyle of, you know, of
1: who you are? Yeah, I mean, you know, Rat King and I pretty much one in the same. Uh, The story of the Rat King is that uh, basically, Uh, A Rat King is an entanglement of many rats. So the Rat King is basically the largest entanglement of rats. He is standing at five feet tall. And because of this, he is able to, you know, form human shape as best he can. He finds that other wrestlers feel more comfortable when he looks like a human versus, you know, a bunch of rats. So, you know, he's sort of, he's the kingdom and the king. and yeah, he's all about trash. He's all about, you know, reusing, re- reducing, recycling by just giving him all the trash. Um, and yeah, I mean, Rat King has been my nickname since like before I started wrestling. Um, just cause, you know, I like, I really do love trash. I make a lot of stuff out of trash. Um, you see, I have <laughs> my <laughs> trash can right here. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty much, you know it's, it's, it's not too hard to like, you know, slip into gimmick. So like, do you have like an artist background? Cause I'm, I'm getting the kind
0: of sense, like you have like a, this artist background. So, you know, like you can turn the trash and turn it into treasure. Yeah. So exactly. you have, so me and you, we have the similar approach. Like I will find some regular piece of shit, something like that, that I'm like, you know what? I could do something with this. Let me just take this home and I'm going to sit on it for a little bit until what idea pops up. I'm like, that's what's gonna happen with it. And that's my and that's my turning point to where now I'm getting engaged it has to transform something that no one would even thought about to nothing. I know like jean shorts, regular t-shirts, sis, other stuff that I that I did in the past in my art career. Um that I did that same method. So but first and foremost, I gotta ask you this next question: where the hell is that belt? Where in the hell is that championship belt? I want to see this thing real quick.
1: Yeah, so this is something that I made out of trash. Um, I spent a year scavenging around the city looking for different. I picked up a bunch of bottle caps. Some of these are for me, but a lot of them are just. Is that, up, is know, that an El Mundo's Pizzeria? Yep. Right
0: you <laughs> yeah. You know, yo, but With you know what's funny? Because there used to be an El Mundo's Pizzeria out here in Boston. So, mm-hmm. and my campus was like right down the street from me. So I would know that local off rip. So I was like, there's no goddamn way, yo. El mundo is everywhere, so I'm actually kind of surprised. But how long did it take for you to? How long did it take you to um create the belt?
1: Um, <laughs> the belt took. A, it took like a year. Um, yeah, I you know I lived in Roxbury, so I you know I was getting el mundo like all the time. Um, oh, racking no. is very much like an Austin rat kind of you know gimmick. Um, but yeah, it took me a year. Um, I you know I. All of this is stuff that I collected myself. Um, I also, so the the thing behind the trash belt is basically it's like a weapons match um, championship belt. So every person that challenges me or challenges whoever the holder of the trash belt is at the time, um, mm-hmm. they have to challenge them with you know a bring your own junk match. So they bring whatever weapon that they want to bring. It can either be trash or it can be something you know from their own gimmick. Um, and basically, I collect a weapon from each match that I wrestle in with the trash belt and I add it to my arsenal for the next trash match. People can bring you know, however many weapons they want and I keep them all in the trash can. And then I also have <laughs> trash from each show and I add it to the belt. So we've got, um, we've got a nipple pasty from, I think, one of the first uh, trash belt shows. Um, I have a sock from one of uh, Blow's old wrestler's mom. I see a, uh, I see a crushed a, I I see a crushed up bottle. Oh yeah, we got crushed cans. We got uh this little, you know, sprite. Yeah, I, yeah I see a Corona top over yeah, there. Yeah. In the, it's I it's I <laughs> top over there in
0: the corner. <laughs> yeah. yeah so. Wow, that's that's crazy. So. Oh, man, because actually, you know, you can, if you see my background, you know, I got a championship belt that I made from scratch oh, back then. Oh, shit. Yeah, that I'm awesome. Say, man, I up, boy. I'm not OTTR champion right now. Cyber Yeti is. So I do respect for him. I can't rock my belt right now. So that's why it's hanging on the wall. But needless to say, um, you grew up in Boston, right? How did... You become a wrestler. I mean, well, how did you become a wrestling fan? Because we're, we're from the same background. You said that you grew up in,
1: um, at Roxbury. I grew up between Dorchester and South Boston. I actually, I grew up um, a little bit outside Boston, um, but I lived in Roxbury for a few years um, when I was in college. Um, so that's how I actually started getting into wrestling was when what I was- What
0: college did you go to?
1: Uh, I went to Massachusetts College of Art and Design. Me too. Oh, really? Oh, sick. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> what year? What year did you go? Uh, I graduated 2020, so pretty
0: recent. Oh, so pretty recent. Okay, now I graduated in 2014, so I was okay. years behind you. So, wow. So we, so we from the same alma mater and everything else like that. So we could have went all over the place and be like, yo, who, yo, is um, Professor Nolan still? Um, uh, is he mm-hmm. still there to um T.J. Western philosophy? Yep, that's my guy. That yo. That's my motherfucking guy. Him, um, Mr. Kovi Caiga, he's one of the painting instructors in the 2D department. Um Lee um uh, Lisa Polea, she runs the whole um campus program over there too. Mm-hmm. Sweet sweet lady. And then I know like a bunch of the guys, um, the security staff over there. Like those are my guys that I gravitated towards because you know I was always working at the info, I mean I was working at the information decks. Um, in mm. the tower building, so right there by the first floor, the little information desk, I used to work over there. Oh so, yeah, yeah, so and that's why I was like, we started out, I'm like, really, and we didn't relate to each other. Like,
1: okay, <laughs> wait, all right, what year did we go? So I think I wait- 2016. So that was uh, so I started 2016. I I majored in uh, Sims. So we had a wrestling show, and that's Ooh. how I started wrestling. Um, and that was 2017. Um, and then that was with Sully Banger, who runs a uh, wrestle party in Providence. Mm. And he pointed me in the direction of blow, who's who I currently uh, who Sully actually still works with us as well. but um but blow is like the main uh, promotion that I wrestled for.
0: Wow, that's crazy. So what me, so when was the decision that you said that you know what? either after calls was over, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna do this because even for me, Certain things happened to me when I graduated from MassArt that it changed my direction. So I'm still trying to, you know, get in there and knock this off. Knock this off my bucket list. So that's still something I still want to do while I still got the body, the mind frame, and you know, say and try to squeeze in the time to actually make that commitment. But when did you start saying to yourself, "This is what I want to do, and this is where I'm going to see myself going"? So.
1: March of 2017 was when I started with Blow. Um, I'd had one match uh at the college and I, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. None of us, you know, we were all artists that were just getting trained for like one match. Um, but I had that match and I was like, oh man, I can't stop doing this like ever. So um basically literally that day, you know, right after the match, I found Sully and I was like, hey, like. How do I keep doing this? And he pointed me in the direction of Blow. Um, I went to their February show and I checked it out. And then uh after that in March they had tryouts, and that's when I joined.
0: Wow, that's crazy. That that's really something And congratulations on that. Just you know, when you caught that bug, he was like, you know what, I need more of that. You gotta keep going, you gotta keep going, you gotta keep going. So that's amazing to see. Um, just the championship belt. So I'm still stuck on that because I'm just like, oh my God. Like now imagine with the crown, the, um, the sunglasses. I was like, yo, you reminded me of Lil Pump. Do you ever get comparisons to like the Little Pump's, um, or the new generation of, you know, rappers right now that, that people can compare that to your gimmick? Or do you just say like, nah, this is all original. I didn't get that from none of them. This is all organic. They copied from me. <laughs>
1: I mean, I definitely. I don't think it's you know necessarily intentional. Um, I've gotten that comparison sometimes, just like based on like the stuff that I wear like day to day. Um, But I think you know probably a lot of it is like, you know the like thrifted fashion kind of stuff and like you know a lot of. I mean, Rat King is all about like glamour, but glamour in like a really sort of like you know glamour with trash like you know if he turns trash to treasure like my crown is made out of a beer box so you know i feel like it's within like you know different communities i feel like it's uh very much a thing to like you know sort of try to and within wrestlers too like you know we're all like projecting that we're being really glamorous right even even if it's like not necessarily like what we're doing. So, you know, I feel like every wrestler sort of pushes that, you know, you see a lot of like glitter, you see like, you know, the makeup and stuff and like, you know, Rat King and the idea behind that is very much, like, okay, like, what are what, what are we valuing here, you know? Because, and like, what what does it mean to be like successful? Right? What does it mean to be like a king? What does it mean to be royalty? So I feel like rappers do that a lot with like, you know, what does glamour really mean, you know, in the mm-hmm. face of like your oppressors or in the face of like people who are doubting you, right? So that's, yeah. I think that is definitely like something that I would say which like share with those people.
0: I like that response, man. I mean, it, it's, it's all about originality to me. It's like, mm-hmm. if you have something, I mean, obviously in the wrestling industry, in the wrestling business, it's always gonna be a gimmick that's taking certain elements and putting it into someone else's, and then they make it their own like little style. and that's how you see the second version of that gimmick started happening and it's just gonna keep continuing, <laughs> on and so on and so on and so on. So God willing, someone could be looking up to you, but like, yo, he's someone <laughs> that may be proud to be you know who I am. and you know now when it's their turn, you might never know. They might take little bits, little bits and pieces of the Rat King and put them in their own gimmick. And I think that's just fascinating how you can have people that 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 you can influence, and they can really take and they can really take up from your lead, and you can really guide them. So that says a lot too, especially in your shoes right now, and what's been going on and and within the wrestling community. And there's more, um, there's more, you know or openly, um, more coming out, I should say, um, that's in the wrestling industry. How do you feel about the new renaissance of now? It's like rest, professional wrestling is now becoming widely acceptable.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's awesome. I think, you know, some of the people that I really look up to, you know, that are sort of making headway for that right now are like Billy Dixon and Effie, um, they're hosting a lot of really great, like queer centric wrestling shows um, and really giving people a platform to be seen. Um, And I think that has been, I mean, they've sort of been so huge in terms of like booking and stuff like that. Um, And then in terms of, you know, visibility, like people like uh, Candy Lee and like Jamie Senegal, I mean, and, you know, obviously, like, you have Nyla Rose on AEW, and, like, Mm -hmm. all of these trans women that are really, like, making it, you know, I mean, like, they, you know, make me feel like it's possible, you know, to be, like, openly, like, a trans man in wrestling, um, and obviously, you know, I feel very lucky to be in a very queer-centric league, um, Blow, you know, is, uh, both a wrestling promotion, but also, like, a social justice collective, so, you know, I don't even know if I would have been, been able to like start comfortably, you know, if it wasn't for having that space. So like, you know, it, it it's very cool to see, um, you know, how much that's growing and how fast it's growing because there are, you know, so many talented wrestlers out there right now. Um, and I feel like, you know, they're starting to get the respect that they deserve and, you know, the autonomy that they deserve. So that's really important. That's really cool to see. That's, you know that's really that that really is cool to see because you know how times is
0: totally changed from back in the you know but back in the, golden the 70s and the 80s, 90s and you know and for me, this still brings me back to the dark side of the ring of um the Chris Kamen double life story and how he had to go through all that because at the time and uh, religion and certain things that came to play that factor there's so much stuff that he did, or that he kept to himself, but then later on by 05-06, when he came out, it was already because it was it was already semi-acceptable because of the timeline where between that gap and where he came out, you see Ellie, you see Ellen DeGeneres coming out. You see so many other people low-key coming out in different at different platforms that it's like, well, it's gonna keep happening. So why are you gonna stop it? Right. You know what I mean? And for people like me, you know what I'm saying, growing up in my demographic, I'm like, wait, but like, I have friends who are gay too. You know what I'm saying? They still my people. At the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? I don't look at them any other way. It's just like, they just know where I stand and just respect that. And so I have to respect you as a person, as a human being itself. We're all human beings. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. we all bleed the same color. So no matter what, I feel like if you treat, if someone treats you some way, you have to treat them a similar way back. But... Just be careful about how like you do it because nowadays people are sensitive. And that's the scary part too, The whole cancer culture thing. And I'm like, Ugh, y'all take this way out of context. But needless to say, about that, I'm proud of you because you can be spearheaded headed the next generation of wrestlers that can follow in and can follow in a similar footstep. And you might never know. What it can happen in ten years from now? Yeah. So that's what So I say, keep being creative. Keep being boy. Keep being the rat king. and shit like that. You definitely gotta get yourself a new
1: crown. That's something that I gotta say. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, what I'm saying. I, I would like to upgrade. I'd like to have more stuff glued and you know have it more momentous. But that'll be. It's a little hard to do projects right now <laughs> with my arm. But um. Understand. Wait. So your arm is injured right now yeah so I have a broken wrist right now
0: okay, um, so what happened? so me wants to give the background story to this <laughs> what
1: happened so uh took a took a sick bump off a garbage truck. um there'll be more content about it soon. I don't wanna you know i'll I'll let out the whole story at another time, but stay tuned. Uh, I'll probably post it to Instagram um at the rat wrestler it'll also probably be on uh, blow's patreon. so if you subscribe to that too, you get to see some cool content from me and other wrestlers um. But, yeah, I mean, I think, like, with the whole history of wrestling, too, it's it's really interesting because, um, I mean, it has such queer origins with, like, sort of carnival workers. And, I mean, there's even, like, whole shared languages between, like, sailors and, you know, traveling performers and wrestlers who are all using this, like, secret language because both like, they were gay, and also, you know, they're communicating, you know, in sort of different ways, like, wrestlers, you know, have different styles of communication, so it all sort of ties together, and it really, you know, at some point along the way, it really got, like, colonialized, and really got, um, like, oppressive towards, like, pretty much, I mean, like, gimmicks, you know, like you said, like, in the 70s, 80s, like, were so like, you know, some, it was pretty much all just stereotypes. And like, if you were going to be a gay wrestler, like you had to be a villain or you had to be, yeah. um, you know, and if you were a person of color, like you had to be a villain or you had to be stereotyped in some way that like was going to allow people to like write you off and like not, you know, allow for your own autonomy. So it's, you know, things are coming back in a big way. And like below, I feel like really, you know, part of our mission is to, you know, break those boundaries and like part of what we're really about is like consensual violence like you know we're we're all fighting but we're all agreeing to fight so you know there's this element of being able to be in a space where you know there's violence happening and you can sort of have that outlet of like watching violence but you also can do it in a safe space and you know, like you said, like people are sensitive nowadays because there's a lot of scary shit happening and like things are scary and, you know, it's hard not to feel, you know, sensitive during those times for other people. So it's it's interesting to explore how we can create a space that is allowing for that sort of catharsis for everyone. Um, Something that we've been exploring is like, trigger warnings before matches because like it allows people to leave you know if they don't want to see it because some people might not want to see blood or some people um we had a match where we were having a person who was playing a cop fight someone whose gimmick was that they were a sex worker so that we we didn't that actually Mm. that came about was like so it's a certain storyline that people might not get
0: too invested in
1: Well, I mean, I think it's that people were very invested in it and people had, you know, experience with that, you know, in real life. So like to watch that without warning can be pretty shocking. So we've since then, you know, been integrating that and looking at different ways that we can sort of still have, you know, the blood and guts wrestling that we want to have and still have the messages, you know, and storylines that we want to have that are talking about serious stuff while still keeping people feeling you know comfortable or like choosing because you know our whole thing is we want to have autonomy around our bodies in the ring and so we want we also want to like extend that to the audience too and like allow people to you know enjoy the show and we have you know everyone from like you know old towny like wrestling dudes coming that of you know diehard fans of you know old like attitude era stuff to like college students that you know never watch wrestling outside of this so it's cool to see you know how you can sort of break the rules almost in a way that like allows for everyone to sort of have a space in the in the, in the audience so
0: and make it make it make people feel you know wanted and appreciated but more importantly they they give the same love back to you guys it's a win-win yeah. from yeah. from both perspectives but right? I, but I can respect that though shout out to blow by the way um you got anything else that you want to talk about before we um before we slowly get out of here I don't know if you got some of the stuff that you have planned I don't want to take it too much of your time
1: yeah no I mean this has been awesome um I just want to thank you for having me because this has been really cool this is like the first wrestling podcast I've been on so it's been awesome to just be able to like you know explore you know look mm-hmm. my own character and also you know communicate and like talk with someone who's also in the wrestling world in different capacities. So it's been, it's been really cool. Thank you.
0: No hey, no doubt. Much appreciated. We thank you for even taking the time of even coming out and, you know, taking part to, uh, being here for this after dark, man. For those of you that don't know that you should know, this is where we give you the winning circle, AKA the victory lap. This is where you can do your, um, your, your plugins, your shiles, where people can find you, your merchandise, your content, everything fire away.
1: Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Um, Yeah, if you want to find me, uh, the best way is on Instagram at The Rat Wrestler. Um, If you want to find Blow, it's at Blow Boston. Also on Instagram, you can also check us out um, at blow.org, B L O W W for Boston League of Wicked Wrestlers. Um, So yeah, you can look us up. We're also on Facebook, um, again, Boston League of Wicked Wrestlers. Um, And yeah, uh, we, you know, we're putting out new content all the time um we don't we just canceled our show coming up uh but we're gonna have one in the spring um so look out for that and you know we'll be posting online stuff until then all right so folks
0: thank you for tuning in thank you for taking the time out to enjoy this after dark hit that like share subscribe button below uh leave a comment any else? Um feedback, anything that you can try to feed me, feed the rat king over here, which I'm still calling him my enzo Mori right now because he's taking the fuck over with, with the whole fashion game. And matter of fact, I was gonna say to you too, I was like, hmm, if he did came out with the guns, if he came up with the sunglasses, and then on top of that with the grills, I'm like, he's gonna kill it. And I'm like, yo, put on yo, yo, put on some grills. It's some nice sunglasses where you're about to walk out with the belt. <laughs> we want to go out and do like your next show. I'm telling you, people's going to be like, this cocky little motherfucker. i like, yeah, that's where you're oh, going yeah, yeah, like, to. So, yeah, that's where you're going to. I mean, it, it's baby cheap heat, but at least people will remember you now more like the sunglasses and the grills. And then how just like you talk, you're going to be like little Pump. boom. <laughs> that's how people going to remember you quick. But needless to say, folks, follow him. Follow us. Until then, Next episode will be the last week of wrestling. I'll be back for that. Um, but also, we will have um, our homeboys, the Irish Wit podcast, joining us that's that session. So, niggas see us how the fuck we rock. So, prepare for that. And I got a special announcement to release tomorrow. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, we bid y'all adieu.